we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. Is Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect? Because really, I mean, how delicious is it to think that Nickelback is actually watching out for our interests here in the United States? Wow. Talk about a redemption arc, man. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage... Sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under the name S-A-U-J-I-N. Um, that is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for a message from somebody. Yeah, again, of course, it's a message from YouTube. Hey, you're live on... Yeah, I know, I know. I'm the one that started... <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. Wow, you know, this is this is what I need over here. It's going to be one of those nights. Hi. Yes, I'm back. Um, am I Am I 100%? Uh, no. 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 For those of you that are kind of wondering uh, how I've been, um, this is my new friend. Fisherman's <laughs> friend. 132% eucalyptus, and you taste every goddamn drop. How bad was I last week? Let me tell you. I went ahead, and when Dallin had said, I thought he was going to sleep. I was asleep. I barely remember rolling over, waking up, sending a couple of posts to the show, because I'm vain and I watch afterwards. It's like, yeah, I kind of remember sending that, don't I? Yeah, that is something I would send. Did I do that? Yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights, guys. So if I if I cough, I'm going to do my damnedest to you know at least pull away from the microphone because I've got no way of muting the microphone. Uh, I'm sorry. It, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. So with introductions to go with it all, as usual, over in the... There you are. Uh, in uh, in Calgary, where uh, the snowfall has started this week, Dylan, it's been kind of. See, you're not allowed to start off like that because as soon as you say that, I hear <sighs> ten days since you went. You know, you, you can't you can't do this to me, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, musical obsessions aside, it's not ten days. Um, it's one week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not full yet. I'm not full. Anymore. Anyways. Um, yes, the snow did start. The snow has been around a little bit. It has come and gone. Uh, today was actually quite nice. Clear skies, relatively decent temperature. I actually had to go out for a little bit today. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty nice long weekend. So I I'm happy for that. That'd be good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, um, it's Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. So, so I get three days off work where I have these aspirations to do a whole bunch of wonderful extracurricular stuff, and I'm probably ain't going to do none of it. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope. Uh, from the Midwest, the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. No snow for you yet, right? No, but it, it got really cold really fast. I mean, I, I guess 51 Fahrenheit is not that cold, but, you know, when it goes uh, from 89 to 51, that's a pretty big drop. It is. It yeah. is. Okay, J just a second. Yeah, you, We're talking barbarian here, sorry. Well, okay, so that was 51? Uh, 51, but to go from 89 to 51 it's is a pretty jump. drastic. 
That's a jump. Yeah, uh, on on my side of the bingo card, that's a that's a twenty degree drop. That's from like thirty one degrees, which is oh my god, that's hot, mm-hmm. to ten degrees, which is yeah. Uh, okay, for me, it's 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 jacket weather. I, I won't that lie. Is jacket weather, yeah. Um, but but that kind of drastic thing would probably lay me up with a really bad cold at some point because, yeah, radical temperature changes. You know, I, I've been living in this place for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. It still gets me. Like, like Calgary is flip a coin and like middle of winter could be 40 below. You get one Chinook blowing through. She'll go from 40 below to like plus five overnight. And we did one time have like, I think it was about a 60 degree uh, temperature drop within the space of about 20 minutes. That was awful. Yeah, and I'll tell you, on the days of those Chinooks, you should see the lines lineups at the car wash. Oh my god! <laughs> Believe it. Oh, we did. It was it was like it was really hot and muggy. We had some storms. Next thing you know, it's snowing, and I'm like, what? It was crazy. We've uh, we've we've got uh, we've got that corner of the bingo card yet to yet to get over to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, outside of Washington D.C., where um, we don't expect to see anything approaching snow this season because oh my god things are heating up and continuing and continuing and continuing good morning on Renault tech good morning uh except for uh the curds maybe yeah mm. i know mm. i know yeah nothing like uh oh look they actually helped us and our president completely being oh. all right so little backstory about myself a little uh, back in background information i suck at history i really do uh my courses in school grade school and everything else that i always excelled in were math and science math and science math and science that was my thing that's what i was good at i didn't really give a damn about the rest because it didn't come naturally to me and i found it to be quite boring it wasn't until i got into uh, a couple other courses that some of the other stuff started to become more interesting. And it wasn't until much later in life that history actually started to become interesting in any way, shape or form. Unfortunately, my memory is not what it used to be when it was when I should have taken advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And even I know as bad as history as I am, that the Kurds helped us out when we needed them. And we have somebody who's so full of himself, <laughs> so doesn't care about other people in office that he literally withdrew all the support for them at the worst possible time. He could have done it either a he's ignorant or B he's malicious either way. Mother. Mm. Why not both? No, it's option C. He's taking money from Saudi Arabia now. Yeah. And but- of course, Moscow Mitch is sitting on everything. Jeez, that little bastard! But, I hope you know, that you know what. If there was anybody who deserved the wrath of God, it was that mother plucker. You know, that man be, needs be, a heart attack. Between Donnie and Mitch, you know, Blizzard could say, "Hey, we're just following the American model, aren't we?" No, no kidding. Seriously, Blizzard's not as bad as those bad uh, assholes. Mm. I mean, they're mm. they're hiding behind their. Um, the uh, the rules of the tournament play, 
and basically the rules are this, that, and the other thing. I, I forget all the legal crap. And legally, they could have they could have pulled that person's uh, uh, reward the, the reward for winning and such, regardless of which side that person took, whether they were pro Hong Kong or pro protesters. It didn't matter. They could have pulled it in either situation. The fact that they did at such a height, and the fact that Blizzard and Activision had the support that they do, leading towards China, makes them look absolutely horrendous so well i think what they should have done was they should have taken the guy aside and said look according to the rules this that and the other thing here is a very public warning if you want to get involved in politics do not do it during the tournament and and other such things and at that point i would have definitely sided with blizzard because it's in there, it's kind of in the rules. I think the way that they went about it was very heavy-handed, and they did that for obvious reasons. Yep, but that's 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 all of the piece. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of deal with. The... Oh, I do have one good thing for tonight. I found me a bag of these. Old-fashioned cherry drops. Oh, jeez. Okay. From Gilliam. I love these things. They're they're just these little tiny. Put them in your mouth. They're all cherry. They they have lemon, old-fashioned root beer. Um, and they're just they're really good. They're nice and tasty. Brilliant. And uh, joining us. Oh. What happened with this? I have got your uh, stupid thing. Okay, I see how this is. Look who's front and center of the panel. Unmuted. Yeah. There you go. You're unmuted. Speak, glorious leader. Oh, wait, no. Yep, now speak. Try again. Round two. Yes. Good morning. There we go. There we are. I made it. Yes, you did. And <laughs> I did. screwed up my label. I say the same thing every time I go to the bathroom. I made that. <laughs> oh, wait. We're talking about something else. Sorry about that. That's an did entirely different it? thing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I use a shadow box. I want to get the depth going on that bad boy. <laughs> you must have about three houses. <laughs> <laughs> To have enough walls to put all that up at this point. <laughs> well, why do you think my eyes are brown? There's, there's <laughs> Bridget got it. <laughs> there's reasons for that. Anyway, and um, my headphones, I can't use the noise canceling right now because uh, everything is just going. Oh, I want to go ahead and kill your battery for you. So every time there's a pop, it's love it. Mm. it. It it is what it is. And, just turn that part off. And, and I'm putting myself on mute from time to time because I'm eating toast. Yeah. So, no worries. Ah, it's not baguette, it's not croissant. Uh, brioche. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We got a It's like cake. <laughs> Almost. It's, I love it. It's, it's, it, 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 it's that darn classy food stuff with a, a bit of nutmeg and ginger. Oh my! Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm all out of cinnamon. Yeah, there you go. So, for those of you that are wondering, uh, I do still have uh, alcohol left over from a couple of weeks ago, um, and I, I do have to say, by the way, 
I'm very glad that Dallin got the dry run that he did because uh, there was one minor issue, which a minor annoyance with OBS. Fortunately, alcohol for, left over from two weeks ago. I've, I've I had bought a couple of of cans for oh, myself, and it sounded like one hell of a bender. No, no, not after that liter and a half of wine. No, <laughs> no, I know better, and I'm not in a position to do that. So I'm going to be trying something that I have never tried before. And yes, it's another one of these seventy nine cent get rid of it cans. Shut up. <laughs> It's 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 priced down so that they can put it into their rack to say we just want to get rid of this because we're not carrying this anymore. Yeah, I now have <laughs> Bush. Mm, I'm sorry. Now I I, oh, I will I will say with that. I will say uh, this is a first for me. I've never tried this stuff before. There are a number of beers that I have tried, and there have been some that have been very name brandy. There have been others where it's just like. Uh, I believe the expression back at college was, isn't that carbonated horse piss? So, that's the way oh. I feel about Budweiser. Look, that's the way I feel about Budweiser, but I'll drink a Genesee cream ale over Budweiser any day of the week, and other people disagree with me in the exact opposite of the spectrum. I used to drink bushes when I was growing up. I'd mow the lawn with my dad, help him when I was a little kid. Now, imagine... You've got a mug that big. Now imagine a very miniature version of that that you can put in the freezer to chill it. <laughs> and I could and the miniature mug would hold maybe about a sixteenth, you know, just a little tiny, like an ounce or two of beer in it. Um and I'd sit on my with my dad on the front stoop and we'd have our beer together. And sometimes it was bush, sometimes it was Genesee Cream Ale, uh sometimes it was um Oh, I forget. But yeah, it just uh, um, what this, the fact that it's still bubbly. Oh no, yeah, it's bubbly as, no, as no, all no, hell. No, no, no. The the fact that it is basically um, clear. Basically, yeah. It's a very light colored ale. Yes, think. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing: ice cold on a really hot day, it 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 really cools you off without making you drunk. That. Without yeah. making you drunk. Because there's no alcohol in it. Dallin was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, making more than a canoe. Actually, <laughs> I know where you're going with that. Yeah. But you see, here's the thing. If you if you don't like heavy or, or dark ales, it's not a bad light ale, but it's not a great light ale. It's kind of middle of the road. If you're used to heavier ales and you enjoy heavier ales, you're not going to enjoy Genesee. Or, or, well, you're not going to enjoy Bush. You're not going to enjoy Bud Light. You're not going to enjoy a lot of those light ales. It's all preference. Well, when I was home for um, the thing with my mom this year or this summer, uh, the place where all the like where we were all having dinner and stuff like that, we'd all get together. They had brought in, or my nephew had brought in a case of PBR. Oh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah. Never really, the, never really had the taste for it myself. No, and I now know that I don't. <laughs> but but, but I, I understand the whole thing about the, um, you know, after you've, you know, if you've drunk a lot of craft beer, you go to one of these sort of mainstream mass-produced ones. Yep. I'm I'm sorry. Did you say... Did you say craft or did you say crap? Crap. Uh, 
okay, officially I said craft, but you know, w- with the craft beer market, there are hits and misses. Uh, uh, okay, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. By the way, I just that's I was fair. just looking it up on. It actually says on it, four point three percent by al- alcohol by volume. Mm. So uh, not too bad. Mm. I've had strong. Yeah. Sad day though. Um, this week, the uh, the beer store that I've always talked about, uh, Thumbprint. Mm-hmm. Sort of that. Yeah, they closed. Oh. Apparently, this they just couldn't get the business. Mm, sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's. Um, I know of a couple of other places that do the same kind of thing, except they have more taps. So I'm hoping to find one of those at some point. Although, admittedly, there's. <laughs> I can't afford to have that much beer in the house these days. I can't blame you. This has actually got a thing on it. It said that uh, best uh, best freshness date. Um, 12 December, 2019. So, okay. You know what? I, I got to it before it expired. Well, I no, I don't know that beer, beer can really... expire. If you, if you've ever heard yeah. of a beer going skunky or, uh, you know, any, any bottle of Corona, that's what happens. Yeah. I, I see what you did. Um, Okay, so Stephanie had said, oh, oh, by the way, guys, over there on the live chat, thank you. Hi, uh, Stephanie, Ryan, uh, me, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. So had said that, you know, with the way that I've been uh, sicky-wise, probably wouldn't be able to uh, taste it very well. It doesn't really have much of it. I can tell that it's beer, but it's kind of like if it was... Oh, God, I'm going to piss off somebody by saying it this way. If it was a carbonated beverage of of choice, caramelized carbonated beverage of cho- cola, okay? Cola. If, if you're to take cola and pair it off against beer and kind of dial back the beer taste, that's kind of what it feels mm. like right now. Hey, Tech. Now, Remember wine coolers? Uh, I was going to say, yeah. uh, I was actually going to say Texas Pride, but... Anyway, so that's that's pretty much what I've got right now. Now, yeah. Stephanie did say that, you know, with, with my sickie, I might not be able to taste it, and that's fair cop, but right now, right now I'm pretty open. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> and I'm just suddenly realizing Fisherman's Friend might have done a job on my taste anyway, so... You know, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Whatever. So it's, um... Okay, this in in this particular case, this isn't is beer, but it's um very weak beer. Very, yeah, it is very weak beer. Um, I don't yeah. know. I don't know that that's necessarily a a good or bad thing. It's, Maybe it's recycled. <laughs> well, let's let's hope not. But no. Um, well, eventually, everything. Is. Yeah, no, it depends on your. It really depends on your on your palate for the day. Like that's true. I've had days where. You know, uh, uh, a strong beer is like ambrosia. Then I've had other days where it's just like, what is this crap I'm drinking? Yeah. And it's the exact same stuff that I'd been drinking, that I was drinking the day before that I said, oh, this is delicious. Yeah. Is, is what it is, I suppose. There's this beer here. Um, I tried a couple, I tried a couple weeks ago and it's called, uh, Reims Cochon. Which means literally in, in English, rinsing the pig. <laughs> I don't know where it's from, but it's like um, alkalized cherry coke. 
Oh my. Yeah. That that actually sounds good. <laughs> it is. Yeah, but why, it, uh, sorry. But I was going to say why would something that potentially tastes so good have such a an name. interesting name? <laughs> you could get away with saying crappy. It's in the title of the show. It's well, uh, another, there's another beer here, a uh, German beer, and it's called Hogarden. <laughs> <laughs> and it's traditional to drink it with a slice of lemon so it's one of those hot okay days. so yeah it's like a corona with a lime yeah but whole gardens but this is europe so yeah <laughs> is what it yeah, is. yeah, no, yeah men, yeah. men shop they they go to shop at uh there's a men's clothing store here it's called uh the fursack fursack anyways mm. yeah yeah this has some humor <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So anyway. it's always good to not take yourself too seriously. Uh, yeah. Europe gives you the giggles. Yep. So let me go ahead and uh, get us rolling over here, even though we're, you know, actually getting everything started a little bit on the late side, but you know, it's okay. And I've got a little bit of a treat for you folks who are actually watching for a change. I found a timer to use finally. So that's actually going to show up on the on the screen for everybody and for me. You mean the one you had on your cell phone wasn't good enough for you? Nope. Ooh. Yes. And unfortunately, you guys on Discord are not going to get to see it because it's going to be on the video feed that I'm firing off and not for you guys. Sorry. Mm. I, I thought your beer glass would be perfect for that. If you filled it all the way up and you just put the condition. <laughs> we can tell when the show's finished when the, the glass is empty. You know... That's Jeez. that's if there was only something we could do, like you know, actually load up YouTube and then we could actually see it. But you know, yeah, what, what a technical means. Oh, gee, man, you're dreaming, man. That, that's way too high tech for us. Any case, so with five minutes on the clock for all of you people. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about because I'm going to do the funky transition like Dan was doing. You're five minute freestyle. So it's right now. Now, uh, I said that the the five minutes was going to be on uh, self-reflection. And it's, it's a concept that I've talked about on uh, a couple of different occasions. And, you know... It, this is this is the time when we should really be looking at that. And I would really, I would really like to think that the overall entertainment business knows enough to do that too. We've talked, I've talked on many occasions about how sci-fi should be a way for us to actually look at who we are as a species, as a culture. And look at ourselves through equivalent of a funhouse mirror. Things are distorted. We recognize that, you know, look, that's, that's us, but nah, I'm not really that short. I'm not really that tall. I'm not really that fat. In my case, I can't say very much of that. I don't know sometimes because uh, it's pregnancy. Wait, I'm sticking with that. Shut up. But we have reason to look at some science fiction as exactly that a way to look at ourselves as a people, as a culture to try to figure out what are we doing wrong? 
You know, it's not so much that we want to know what we're doing right, which don't get me wrong. It's always good to be able to have. But what are we doing wrong? Because those are the things that we need to concentrate on. We need to look at what are we doing that needs to be tweaked, that needs to be better examined, if nothing else. Star Trek did that. Star Trek in its origination did that. Hell, the meta of it all. And before anybody goes ahead and go, oh, okay, yeah, you want to talk about meta, that's fine. Oh, man. Star Trek had a Japanese-American at the helm piloting the ship. A Russian who was sitting next to him to help with plotting courses and eventually becoming a security guy and a science guy. The science officer was an actual for real alien that, might I add, NBC wanted to get rid of the ears because he was too demonic looking. And they said, no, the ears stay. Sorry. Tough. And the original first officer was a woman. Communications officer, an actual ranked officer, was not only female, but a black female. She was in a position of authority. It wouldn't be until the cartoons of it came out and she actually got her opportunity to be in command, but she was in the command structure. The nurse, she eventually became doctor in her own right, and she was the ship's doctor until the movie came and, well, you know, things kind of got a little higgledy-piggledy, but, you know, be that as it may. Even in the 60s, when there was the possibility, the real possibility, that we could have annihilated each other if somebody slapping their shoe on the podium got their knickers in a bigger twist. But there was the hope that we could, as a community, knit together and bond together and come together and work towards something. And years later, with the next generation, we still had the same things. A female from a broken civilization who became chief of security. An actual honest-to-God alien from a culture that had been at war with the Federation eventually took over. And the second-in-command was a complete alien. A synthetic humanoid personality. And one of the best examples of how do we look at new life was when they put Lieutenant Commander Data on trial for his very existence, for his life, to prove that he was worthy, that he was his own person. And that's the way that he should stay. We need the chance to look at ourselves again. And God damn it, if Star Trek Picard doesn't actually do that, then I'm sorry, Hollywood, you've truly failed once and for all for all of what Star Trek really meant and what it should really be for us all.
This is episode 282? Yeah, 282 on the docket. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> how are you doing? How, how are you doing? So, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's it's not about me being sick and whatnot. And I, I told Bridget this before we kind of came on that um, I've had pneumonia a couple of times. I know what pneumonia feels like. I'm pretty sure I had it for a little bit, a couple of days, and I'm on the backside of it all. And I don't, I'm, I'm not getting, I'm not throwing up, you know, lung pieces now. So, you know, things are much better. But, um, yeah, I've been cooped up and, and trying not to do very much of anything. So, mm-hmm. is what it is. But this time, this whole, you know, how you doing? I don't know about anybody else, but I'm just really sick and tired of just the constant drive for a whole bunch of just, you know, checking in on freaking everything that's been going on with the news mm-hmm. kind of felt like, you know, taking a couple of moments out for a change to just check on everybody, check on each other and just go, you know, are you okay? I unfortunately did not get the opportunity of looking up the news cycle. I've been a little bit busy. Otherwise, you know, trying to get myself together properly because next weekend I'm driving down to Pittsburgh for, you know, DJing somebody's wedding and I I should really be, you know, trying not to cough up my lung by the time I get down there. But (laughs) so I did not get to chance to look through uh, the news feeds. As you can probably imagine, had I heard anything about Rafe Badawi, I, (laughs) I would definitely bring it, but nothing made it to my ears currently. Hmm. So, as of the recording of tonight's show, this has now been seven years, three months, 30 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family, and we are still waiting. So with that out of the way, um, like I said, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm definitely still not 100%, but I'm trying you know, I'm 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 trying to keep myself together. I've got this dry cough now. I'm doing my best, but with the way that the weather has been getting a little weird and the heater kicking on, and not quite as much humidity in the air to begin with, it's been making it interesting because you know, heater kicks on, so the hotter air gets into the house because you know it's getting cold at night and. Well, that kind of dries out everything and makes the whole dry cough thing. And then whoopee-ding, yay, isn't that fun? So I crawl into the, well, don't really crawl into, but uh, get into my shower. Um, And, you know, steam the hell out of myself. Which, by the way, I know I've talked about it before, but I'm proud to say I helped design the blueprints of my house. So my shower is a four-by-four square with two shower heads and that's all well and good until the water pressure kind of dips a little bit and it's just a a little bit annoying, but uh, I've got a steam, I've got a big steam bath that I can kind of do for myself. And since it's all part of the master bedroom, that means that the whole room is all nice and humid until it, it all equalizes. And then, well, it's a big old, so, you know, thrill go me. So right now, as far as I'm concerned, I'm 
I'm dealing with all the crap physically. I'm doing my really best to not piss off people online. I know, I know. After every, all, after all the nice that I said about Heretic Woman, and yes, everything that Dallin said about Heretic Woman, I actually had written out. I even had a spot in there that said, "Yeah, dig that." That's exactly what Shujin wrote. You didn't, you didn't read that part. You, you, you didn't read that part uh, right, right as you did that. You, you know, that was that was all kinds of fun <laughs> for me because I knew for well that when Dallin read it, it's just gonna be like, "Yeah, that's 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 what Shujin wrote." I'm just reading what he wrote, so. Yeah, don't blame me. <laughs> it, was, it was worth it. But, um, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but like I said, I'm really getting, I'm really getting just burnt with all the shit that's been going on. And Well, and it just feels like... You know, and I've talked about this before about, okay, you know, like even up here, we've got an election happening this month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Yeah. Are you are you going to, mm-hmm. to see family or you, did you get roped into doing a, doing a bird or something again this year? Uh, well, no birds with any, uh, any roommates past or present or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not entirely sure what's going on with the family this year. They, I think some of them might be out of town, but we'll see. You know, I, I am capable of cooking for myself, you know, d- d- despite what some people might think. But, um, no, the, the thing that, and I've always said this before, like, here we have an election coming up. Uh, I actually need to go out and vote this uh, this week at some point. And even though, you know, this year, I can still get an idea of what each of the... Uh, each of the candidates stand for, you know, I know the ones that, um, that should get my vote. I know ones that shouldn't. I know that there is the whole, okay, well, this one's got, you know, points one, one through five on my list, but this particular thing that they're against, uh, you know, that's not quite, I don't agree with that. So now it becomes, okay. Which, um, which, which platform, deal, which items, the deal breaker. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, and, um, oh God, I know if, if, if heretic woman was here, uh, she'd probably try to set me straight at about five or six different things. <laughs> if she was well, here, she would have gone ahead herself and talked about that, yeah. that, uh, 22 minutes piece that you, oh you, God. Yeah. But but the I thing need, is, I need to put that into the show notes because that was, yeah. Is it is it is it wrong for me to say that that was delicious? No, not at all. I mean, th- this is. We talked about being a statesman once before, many yeah. times before, and and this is part of it, uh, Bridget. I don't know if you know what we're talking about. Probably, I'll take that as a no. Yeah, probably not yet. <laughs> okay, so well, explain because there's probably some listeners who don't know either. Oh, yeah. I gladly will. I, I yeah. was just about to, but um, we'll definitely make sure it's in the show notes. Because I mean, I know oh, what a statesman was... is. No, I know no, that this... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't anymore. But... <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, here here's what I want to talk about being a good sport. So we have a show here. It's called This Hour Has 22 Minutes, and it has been going on for years. And basically, it's four four people 
and it it runs like a news broadcast. Only you know they, they well yeah like let's say it's um the uh, the weekend update from Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. but it's funny. Yeah, this uh, back in the day, this was what we called on HBO not necessarily the news. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they talk a lot about politics, obviously current events. Um, and actually, Rick Mercer got his start there. Yeah, yeah. Good. Anyways, amazing, <laughs> good, amazing yeah. talker. I'm sorry, I'll shut yeah. up. Anyways, so these guys are involved in a lot of skits. And they did, they took a page from another show we used to have called the Royal Canadian Air Farce. Uh, these guys would go to Parliament Hill and could actually get in and they could corner, you know, not, not just minor aides or whatever. They could get right up to the prime minister themselves and get him in a mock interview. Now, the, fu- the, the key thing about that, though, is that when the, when the politicians saw them coming, they, fl- they did not freeze. They did not um, shy away. The Secret Service did not come at them with guns armed. They just kind of went, come at me, bro. <laughs> you, you want sarcasm? I'll give you sarcasm. Uh, point of order, Your Honor. Um mm. Okay, over on our side, it's called the Secret Service, the, the guys that protect uh, our president. What what is, what is it called for the security forces for the prime minister? I've never thought well, of that. Well, no, I kind of had to use Secret Service because if, if I told you the actual name, I'd have to kill you. Huh? You've already got Canada Goose out. Wait, Canada, Canada Geese. That's right. I keep forgetting. Shit. Um. So uh, I'm not really that worried until there's a little laser on the back of my head. I won't be able to see if there's a little laser at the back of my head. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> yeah, you should just keep this in mind. Phase one. What's <laughs> phase one? I don't get it. Well, phase we've one. already got the geese down there. Uh, and yeah. the, oh, what, no. what could we possibly send next? I don't but know, but the geese are gave, so mean. You yeah. gave us Justin Bieber. I mean, come on, give no, it a break, dude. No. And Celine Dion. No. <laughs> no. Well, no. She she's she's our um she's our head of the Sonic Weapons Division. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> I like it. That's that's great. That, that's, that's fabulous. I'm going to get booted out of this country for saying all this. But anyways, to, to my point. <laughs> yeah, you're giving so, away country secrets. To be fair. Yeah. Well, okay, you know what? If I, The one thing you'll never get out of me is why Tim Horton's coffee tastes so good. It's because the money is different colors. Yeah, because I'm still trying to figure that one out. Anyways. Well, Starbucks sucks. I mean, it just does. Well, yeah, I'll agree with you there. Anyways, so getting to my point. Um. So this hour is 22 minutes. Once in a while, they'll do like a, like a skit. And once in a while, you know, one of the, one of our head politicians will participate. So this time around, apparently in one of our newspapers, somebody wrote a column that um, very much extolled the virtues of one of our uh, prime ministerial candidates, Jagmeet Singh. Mm-hmm. And yes, he is a Sikh. So he's got the beard. He wears um, 
he wears a turban, although to be honest, I've actually never seen that style of turban. And if you had any indication of where I lived, I, I've seen a few, but I've mm-hmm. never seen one that particular style. I don't know if the style has any particular significance. Um, it's never something I, I've always been curious, but I never really did pursue it. Um, anyways. And I got to look it up later. I, I thought that it was pronounced sick. To, uh, no, I've always known it to be Sikhs. You know what? Yeah, I've, I've heard Sikh as well. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard both. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to look that up later. Well, anyways. Myself. Um, so as I said, this, this colonist really, really um, extolled the virtues and, and, you know, spoke very highly of them. Yes. And he's one of those, he is one of those guys where, okay, look, you got a couple of good points here. There's a few, you and I are going to lock heads on my friend. So I really have to do a little bit more soul searching before I get into that booth. Anyways. So one of the guys, uh, Mark Critch, I think his name was, uh, decided that, uh, well, on this skit, he was kind of doing the whole, you know, look, I'm sitting by the fireplace in this really expensive chair with this, with the newspaper. And I'm going to read you this column in the style of 50 shades of gray. It worked. Now, as, uh, as a dear friend, Aaron Sianci was always saying it gets better (laughs) because in the background doing some really freaky poses and other such things that you'd never expect a person of his caliber to do was Jagmeet Singh himself. (laughs) Fully participating in something that, honestly, I think a lot of American politicians would find utterly humiliating to their reputation. Yet this guy just kind of went, you know what? If I can make them laugh, I can get their vote. And there's nothing nefarious about it. It's just the fact that from what I've seen up here is that a lot of our politicians recognize that they're human. And that they, they are... They, they want to be seen as more than their title. And what better way to do it than, you know, give, give go on the, a show and make, make an ass of yourself, you know? Why not? Give him the punchline of the last of it all of what he did. Uh, now, I haven't seen the rest of it, but I think that it's something to do with uh, gold body paint, writhing around on a bed, bare-chested. No? No, no body paint. <laughs> He had a nice big a plastic jug of your country's national drink. Oh god. Maple syrup. Oh dear. No, he and didn't. He did. He most assuredly did. He put it oh. up over his head and he drizzled it down his lovely, wonderful facial locks down his chest across his body. It I I did notice, however, it never once touched his turban, which was very good. But uh, yeah, um, I think there was a, there there had to have been method to that madness. It, it was it was it was all over his. It was. We will make sure. We will make damn sure that that video is linked. Um, yeah, yeah, because um, yeah. Yeah, because what was what was uh, let's see what was almost scandalous once upon a time. Sock it to me. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my God. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing on that. Yeah. See, and this is the thing, like, okay. I, I know that, uh, I know that, uh, Shooch Corp is no longer in the brain bleach, uh, business. Otherwise life would be a lot easier. What? I have to have a talk with subsidiaries. Yeah, I think you do. Cause I haven't gotten my order in at least a year or two. Anyways, um, I, I know that seeing some of your guys' politicians doing the same thing could either be, I want to burn my eyes out, or maybe in a couple of cases, something you'd see on Pornhub at some point. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it's definitely not. I, I honestly don't think a show like like 22 Minutes with that kind of comedy would go over very well down there. Because of the whole, you know, well, what was it uh, W had? You know, he was sort of the first one that sort of came out with the whole watch what you say, if you remember. I don't know that one. I know, like uh, uh, Bill Maher wrote about it in his in his book, New Rules at the time. Or was it New Rules? Or it was another one of his. Where the whole idea of suddenly the office of the president became... Much more sacrosanct uh, with with him than it was before. I think. Okay, c- case in point, and I'm about to date myself. The Arsenio Hall show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All yeah, right. I was thinking about that too. I know. I kind of yep. know where you're going. Yeah. And hey, animaniacs—they talk. They used to talk about it all the time. Yep. In the opening, because because when he was running. Who was in the band playing the saxophone? It was with only the shades one, on. It was only one night. It was only one night, but it made an impression. It did. That was Bill Clinton. Yep. He was actually doing a lot. He was doing something. Okay, not quite as you know. Drop dead. What the hell were you thinking? Hilarious as you know some of the guys up here. But he did something that I don't think I've ever seen another candidate do he you was, know kind of kind of got out and wanted to show that sort of that human touch well see the sad part of it is the cynic in me is also saying yeah he was a lot more court than the younger ones because he's the only one that ever that was ever asked the question boxers or briefs as a legit question yeah <clears throat> You know, but but since then, you know, no, I know somebody somebody tried to take a poke or two at at, at W, and he did not t- take well take well to that. And I seem to recall there was a thing about watch what you say when it came to talking about Bush when he was in office, because you know I, I'm I'm too important to be to be insulted. You know, although the the fact that this guy probably murdered. Uh, a lot of grammar uh, grammar fanatics just by speaking, you know, beside, that's beside the point. You know, I, I've never heard the word misunderestimated. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was in the last speech he ever, he gave publicly uh, a, a, in the office. Or the whole fool me, or what is it? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, 
and I won't get fooled again or, or some, some BS like that. It, it was like, you know, the, the jokes wrote themselves really, but he, I just remember the, when he took office, the tone changed. And even under Obama, I don't think it ever really recovered. Mm-mm. You know, not, not as much as, you know, it used to be like it, it used to be, you know, a politician you could crack a joke at or crack a joke about. And it kind of brought them down to the, to, to make them realize, you know what? You're human. And we need to relate to you as a human. You are not the office. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you may represent the office. You may speak for the office, but you also have to be approachable. You have to be interactable. I know I just killed that word there, but you know what I mean? There has to be a level of, a level of, a level of accessibility and interaction between that person and the common people. And to have, you know, to have it layered through a spokesperson or whatever the hell that was for a press secretary you know, the, the three or four of them that apparently he went through in the, in the first, you know, year of his presidency. Yeah. We'll deal with that another time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you get what I'm saying. And I got you. my hope, but it is my distinct hope that up here, we can kind of keep the camaraderie going with, with our leaders that, you know, even though we are seeing a lot of that mudslinging coming up here, uh, at least this time around, I still know what the platforms are. Hmm. I hope by the next cycle, I still can figure out what the platforms are and that I'm not just going to be, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be seeing commercials saying, uh, vote for me because uh, they're a racist or vote for me because they're a sexist or yeah. vote for me because they did something 30 years ago and haven't apologized for it, even though they were only two years old when it happened. You know what I mean? No, that, not a clue. That, no. <laughs> yeah, no, but that, that to me is a, it's not how to run a country and it's not how to run a campaign, you know, especially when you've got the crap going on now that we're seeing, you know, you, you've got businesses based in America, muzzling people so that they can appease to a nation that is basically opposed to the very freedoms that your country is based on. If I choke anymore in the irony, I'm going to drop dead. Oh, and then there's the, uh, there's the whole account deletions thing. Oh, that was funny. Well, you know, they suddenly can't start just deleting your account using a validation. No, you have to upload a government photo ID suddenly a brand new system you know yeah oh there was a uh, somebody posted a, a text chat I, I it wasn't on twitter but it was on something else that i was i was reading uh somebody got a screen cap of them talking to uh okay um anyways uh they were talking through text with uh, one of the tech support they said you know we i want to delete my account and Oh, we can't really do it at this time or whatever. And and they gave some kind of excuse. And the guy said, Look. They said they were having technical problems. Yeah. The the guy the guy tested back and said, Look, this either gets done now 
or I'm going to log back into my account on, you know, on some game and I'm going to spam the chat with N word, N word, N word, N word, N word until I am banned your choice. Sadly, I didn't hear anything that happened after that, but this is the anger that people are, are getting. Well, uh, some of the people were putting into, um, the blizzard forums that like, look, if you're not going to let me cancel my account norm via the normal means, I'm just going to contact my bank and tell them to halt all payments. Yep. And see, the problem with that is not on the person that affects blizzard. Mm -hmm. When they start trying to charge and start getting halt payments against them. Yep. And they try to declare that the person is account needs to be paid. And the bank's going, our, our client said, you're not allowed to have any more of their money. That hurts them, not just financially in a wallet, but that hurts something like, I'm not sure if that affects their credit rating or their business rating with a bank, or it, it's something in the financial institute that it hurts. No, never mind yeah. that. It's just going to hurt that's, their PR, and that's almost yeah. as bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's almost as bad, but it's, it's not quite the same thing. And the thing is, is if, if suddenly, you know, like 100,000 people are all reaching out to their banks, or 200,000 or 300,000 people are all reaching out to their banks going, do not allow Blizzard to charge anything against our accounts until we say otherwise, that that starts to become there's you know potential investigation and a bunch of other shit going on that that's not a good thing for the com blizzard as a company when you have a whole bunch of financial institutes being told don't bill don't um, bill us anymore mm -hmm. it, it's just it's very negative across many different um, levels well and i mean and you think about how um you know, how much worldwide appeal some of Blizzard's games have. I mean, check this out. The guy who pitched, developed, and deployed uh, classic World of Warcraft has gone public and said, nah, I'm done. Be be because of the way you've been treating people, uh, Blizzard, yeah, this is me, the creator of one of your biggest franchises, signing off. That's that says a lot. Yeah. By the way, Beth. Hi, Han. Hey. Good to see you. Obviously, you're typing well, which means Zoro is not um, completely numbing on your fingers right now. So that's 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 a good thing. <laughs> By the way, Beth. She's over that way. Yeah. yeah. She's she's right there. You want to, you want to explain it to everybody, Bridget? Would you like uh, to explain to everybody why having Beth show up is is a wonderful thing? Uh, because it's really really late at night and she seems to be doing okay, and I'm not watching the chat, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> There's something going on in the chat. Uh -oh. I, I, I th actually, Shujin, judging from the chat, I think you've even confused Beth. I'm a, a, you know, I'm, I'm not. A, see, you, you give people a nice forum to like expound on things that they're doing that are good, and they don't even know how to take it. How, how is it you don't even, you don't don't why why? But at least your cat isn't. Why don't you know how to take a hint? 
Wow, I have a sensible attitude towards what? I need to go look at the chat. Is that what you're saying? No, you nobody's ever called me sensible. That's pretty cool. Um, hi, Beth. <laughs> why can't you tell people why it's like cool that she's here? Because you've got an association with now permanent. Yeah, um, but I still have no idea what we're talking about Monday. Because Sammy is not feeling well, and Beth has been working a lot of hours, and Hi, so Beth. we're probably just gonna riff. Hi, Beth. <laughs> Hi, Beth. I'm, I'm glad that your uh, cat is not attacking you right now, because he weighs like fifty pounds. <laughs> that's... Well, maybe not fifty, but about half that. He's. I was gonna say that, that's a significant cat. Uh, he's like 25 pounds. He's very significant. It's like half the size of a Yugo at this point. Be yeah. Beth's cat used tackle. Target is dead. It's like the size of my kitty cow, who also likes to help me type. I can see it now. Hey, Zero, see? See the mouse? See the mouse? Go get the mouse. Uh -huh. Go get the mouse. <laughs> oh, my computer. like this. My yeah. computer hour like that. Yeah, two hours of Spaghetti Monster knows what. <laughs> you know, I I, I, I got to say, like, when I see the whole abbreviation, you know, OMFSM, I'm just like, I got to do like a triple take to to realize what it is. And yeah, it's like, I'm a flying Spaghetti Monster. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, well played. You know, it's, I like it. We are going to have a really cool show, maybe the next show. Uh, speaking on whether Jesus was a socialist or not. Okay. You know, this, that's, this is starting to sound a whole lot like the, uh, Oh, something else I read today about how, um, SpongeBob SquarePants is an American capitalist colonizing, uh, racist. Wait, what? No, no, no. This is and this came from a university professor. Uh, apparently, wrote, wrote this column trying to talk about all of this, all because the name of the place that apparently SpongeBob lives in is called Bikini Bottom. Oh, now, please! Now, now, tongue in cheek, know we know. What, yeah, tongue in cheek, we know what that is, right? Yeah, it's a joke. But some bright penny has now attributed that to the Bikini Atoll. Well, that would have been my first thought. Why? It's a freaking cartoon and it's a joke. Well, yeah, but I, I, I would have thought of that because, because my first thought would not be the thong song, I guess, probably the nice way I can put it. Because, well, um, walking, talking, anthropomorphized animals would be mutations on the order of Godzilla? Atomic uh, age bikini island underneath it all. That's the that's the that's the the way that I now me I, I know full well it's a cartoon, but yeah. I also know full well if there's one thing that you learn when you when you're dealing with the creative arts, you do not piss off the art department because they are crafty and they will find ways of screwing you. For instance, by the way, I don't know if this one has been confirmed, but I saw it in a lot of different places. It said. In the original, uh, sorry, in Star Trek Next Generation, 
if you were able to have frozen a frame on your VCR at the time, clearly mm-hmm. enough. No, this is why one of these days I want to see the Blu-ray re- re-image, uh, the Blu-ray remastering. There we go. Supposedly in sickbay, on the big master board of uh, the patient, there is supposed to be a small section that shows amount of medical uh, insurance remaining, or something to that uh, to that extent. Now, I don't know how truth there is to that. I remember having seen it in a lot of different places and fan publications, so I don't know, but it's one of those things. Somebody had to have pissed somebody else in order to put that in there. So that's, mm. that's, that's, that's why. That's why I think. Yeah, uh, but in any case, for, for, for a tenured professor to, <laughs> Sorry. To, to spend that much intellectual energy on something this stupid like is is this acad is this what academia has come to now where pretty much yeah it's it's like if if i didn't advocate trade schools before now i sure as hell am on board now Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. dallin you you do know about a a couple of the videos that that i put together where i was examining uh, another cartoon show and that's headcanon. Yeah. No, that, that that's that's headcanon. Yeah, but this really- this is no, this is somebody trying to take something to make a political statement to fe- to continuously fuel the very outrage that's killing a, a lot of things down south, my friend. You know, you know what? I'm not going to yeah. go any further into this one myself because. Uh-huh. I've never watched SpongeBob, so I don't know, and yeah. I know nothing about this particular. This particular yeah, it's piece, just something so. that came up today, and Stephanie said even tenure professors have a sense of humor, and I'm hoping that oh. this is a hoax because no, like where the article came from, uh, that the person uh, cited it. I'm hoping they got trolled. I'm hoping this whole thing is a poe. It could, but, it could be. It could be. But, but, but given some of the insanity that's been happening in the news lately, honestly, almost everything you you have to take at least a look at it before you can dismiss it at you know dismiss it off a of hand because, yeah, well, as we've seen, there's some pretty crazy crap going on out there. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I mean, after all, we've got the the first science group, and some people would think that that's a complete farce. Until we actually show, uh, yeah, no, we've got legit data. Thank you. I got to, yeah. still got to see about getting them on with us uh, one yeah. of these nights, the, like the whole bunch of them. Yeah. And, and as part of that fandom, I mean, I, I think I'm a little biased anyway. The, the, the fact that these guys do go to conventions and do actually gather data. That's cool. Yeah. And some of the things that they told us on the show here about, you know, how about things like, you know, acceptance, social tolerances and everything like that it's hearing that just makes you it's kind of like you know what i'm part of a fandom that a lot of people think is full of freaks but you know what compared to a lot of other people out there we're pretty damn sane in many cases i mean yeah you've got your outliers you've got your 
freaks. You've got you've got your freaks. Let's let's put it out there. You've got your cringe mongers. You've got other people that you know tend to speak before they think, and then triple down on everything. Um, but you know what? I, I think you'd find that anywhere. But you know what? The but I will say this much, mm-hmm. and, and maybe this is just me, but. When it comes to cosplay in our little crazy little world here, I don't think I've ever seen too much in terms of uh, criticism of somebody trying to be a character that maybe looks a lot different than they do. You know, you see that a lot at anime cons, you know, somebody tries to dress up like a particular anime character and they get they get hammered for it because, oh, well, you don't look a thing like that. Or, you know, they throw some other outrage at you. The beauty of the fandom, you cosplay as yourself. Mm-hmm. So what are you like? Oh, you don't look like the character from that book. Bitch, I wrote the book. <laughs> here's here's a good one. Something that'll, uh, something that'll give everybody a, a good smile, I think. I saw pictures floating around on Facebook now where some guy, some guy dressed up as one of the Sailor Moon characters. Now, now, before you go ahead and say anything, it was a guy who bore quite a striking resemblance to Freddie Mercury, who had dressed up as Sailor Mercury and was walking around <laughs> with a microphone yeah. on half a stand and posing and just, <laughs> it was brilliant. Awesome. That's pretty epic. It was freaking glorious. And I'll bet you there were some fanboys that absolutely had a stroke because the outrage was beyond them. <laughs> They, they couldn't have it, and they exploded. And, I, and, and we know full well there are a whole bunch of other people that were just, dude! Yes. Why the hell didn't anybody else think of this before? That's great. Uh, Poop Lady is even, I don't know. who's Who, who or what is Poop Lady? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't oh, know. I don't no, know. no. I, I know who that is. I believe that is our is our wonderful friend, Jillian Epperly. The creator of Jilly Juice. <laughs> yeah, you you want to talk about the you want to talk about the pickled fountain from which it, it's like it, it's it's eternal content. Yeah, Bethy. <laughs> you know, I you'd hope that after all the, although you know she's turning into another one of those Yuri Gellers and Peter, you know, uh, pop off people where. You know, they'll rise in the public. They'll get absolutely smacked down by this thing we call reality. Um, But somehow they still get a following. Point of order, Your Honor. Beth, mm-hmm. Beth just said, oh, she's really gone nutso now. <laughs> now? No, no, no. To be fair. Oh, God. You're going to make me do this again? Oh. No. Anyways. Fine. Give me give, give, give me the lead. Yeah. Uh, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I, I've watched a little bit of Jillian since uh, she got her butt handed to her. Um, yeah, she has gone down. Like saying here, uh, like Alex Jones of alt med type stuff, <laughs> and cons- and conspiracy and a- and a lot of things. It's right now. It's it's like a salvo of of accusations and theories. You throw everything you can out there until you can get a hook for your popularity, and then you go down that line. Like it's how much more insane can you get by telling somebody that something that's almost resembles kimchi can cure cancer and then kill two people and still maintain a shred of credibility? Well, apparently Jillian still can. Mm. Of course, then again, we've also said, yeah, 357 will kill cancer in a, in a Petri dish too, but you know, uh, I, I don't particularly find that as a viable alternative for, you know, oh well, that's the thing. I, I think there's a lot of ways to kill cancer, but the side effect <laughs> is the body kind of goes with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think the, the the solution lies in nanotechnology, like a smart virus. Want to become gray goo? It does, but some of the immunotherapy seems to be doing some good. But there's only a few instances where you can use it, though. Yeah, it's that's the thing. I mean, you know, and then that gets into a hole. I mean, we've had, um, oh, God, what was his name? Uh, the the lawyer guy. Um, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. We had him on. Pedro Torres? Yes, thank you. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh no, like when we when we talked about the whole big pharma thing. And I've actually had to school a few people on that one to saying and tell people, look, I know a legal expert who actually, you know, looked into this and logistically speaking, it would be impossible to hold a, to actually put together a conspiracy like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But and honestly, I blame Hospital dramas. In my own situation, you know, I expected doctors to be experts. The expectation was, is that, you know, in, out, problem solved in a couple of days, I'd be fine. A mystery comes up. Well, they didn't solve it in an hour with commercial breaks. (laughs) I had somebody from infectious diseases going, well, I hope this works. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, well, and the thing is, that was one of the biggest piece, biggest reality checks I ever got in my life. And all I can think of is, okay, I've experienced that now. Mm -hmm. How many other people who are going to be, who end up going into the hospital for that first time, who get that same reality check where, you know what, this isn't something that you can solve in, you know, an hour or two. Yeah. You know, naturally they would start talking about, you know, oh, it's got to be some kind of conspiracy. They're, they're, they're doing this just to bilk me out of, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, anything like that. No, it's just, it's, it's not what happens. It's the fact that, yeah, we've learned a lot in the past few hundred years about the human body, 
still have all the answers. Yeah, every time we we think we got it figured out, yeah, hold my beer, Junior. We got something else for you. Yep. So, Bridget? Mosquitoes download viruses to upgrade your device? What? Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, cut a, we'll cut a table that one for the moment. Okay. Uh, if that could be like a potential... Uh, what do they call it? Conspiracy theory. If we were already making bugs using nano machines, you know, like a, uh, like for example, let's say the bee population died out and we didn't want all the plant life to die. So we created miniaturized nano machines that are, or little tiny mechanized versions of bees that did the same job as bees. Right. And somebody came up with making a miniaturized version of a mosquito that maybe it's it's little sucker, whatever the hell is the word that begins with the letter P. That thingy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, is actually some kind of uh, uh, near field radio frequency antenna. And it ties into Bluetooth signals. And I know for a fact that uh, Bluetooth can be hijacked. Mm-hmm. And so if the mosquito on a just regular busy day and there's you're in an area where there's lots of mosquitoes normally, it, all it has to do is get close to some Bluetooth-enabled device and boom, there you go. That's one hell of a conspiracy theory, theory considering we don't have the tech for it yet. But eventually if we got to the a level where we were recreating bees because we killed the bee population, then I could see that being an actual conspiracy theory. Okay, is anyone else getting kind of jazzed by the thought of, you know, like, cyber bees? <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as the human body being upgraded, uh, it, look at it this way. We already have uh, some of the beginning stages of transhumanism. We have people in, in injecting RFID chips into the soft, fleshy part of their hand here so that they can just hold out their hand, unlock their house door, open it, and walk in. And then and that's it. What? But that's the mark of the beast. Yeah, no shit. No, uh, I, that actually, a lot of people have said that. Um, mm-hmm. That the, the one of the reasons, or one of the supposed reasons, why the whole RFID chip has not gotten any faster or gotten around any faster, is because yeah. of that. Because of the whole mark of the beast thing that from the Bible. See, what I found amusing is is that I heard um, one of the people who were anti-transhumanist. Um, somebody I actually talk with on a regularly, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go, Beth, uh, regular basis is that, um, we shouldn't get RFID chips in the fleshy part of our hand, you know, the safe spot that tie into like our bank accounts and such, because then somebody would come by and just lop our hand off to steal it. And it's like, well, there was a point in time when, uh, my dad was younger, when men would switch the watches from for right-handed men, you usually keep your watch on your left hand and vice versa. Uh Well, many right-handed men were switching their watch from their left hand to the right hand, because if you were driving down the street in a a nice weather day 
and you had your window rolled down, you were at a stoplight, there were cases of criminal acts where somebody crazed, somebody would come up with a hatchet, pow, take the piece of hand, rip the watch off, and off they went with it. Or steal the rings, whatever the case might be. Uh, it was back when New York City was, and several other cities were much more violent than they are now. Um, That's kind of a low bar right there. You know that. You know, shit. But people were saying, oh, the same thing could happen. And it's like, well, dude, they could do that now and steal my wallet and kill me. I'd rather lose a hand than my freaking life. At least we have prosthetics. Well, and there was another thing too about, um, and th- this goes, <laughs> this conspiracy goes way back. Um, Adam Curry days, the pod show years. <laughs> um, she knows what I'm talking about. We're, we're talking about MTV Adam Curry. Yep. The, well, he's <sighs> no. Now, well, think about this though, Shujin. MTV Adam Curry is one of the guys that created no, Pod know. Show. I know. Yeah, I know. He, he also got himself into trouble um, once upon a time. Was wait, was it him? I think it was him. If it's the same guy I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. he was working for a station in New York City, an FM radio station, and he went on MTV wearing one of the shirts from the station. Whoops! Got him in. I don't think it was a whoops exactly on his part, <sighs> but um, the upper ups at um, at Viacom were unhappy at this. Yeah, but that was the thing. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Curry used Sometime to do a show. Look up. Yeah, Curry used to do a show called Daily Source Code, and no, it had nothing to do with programming. And he would play some pretty good music. He'd do a couple of good bits here, there. But then he, he, I don't know, something flipped. And he started talking, like, you know, conspiracy talk. I I think what it was is he started another show called No Agenda, which apparently is still running from what I heard. But one of the things he talked about was the whole RFID chip access to bank accounts. And what the idea was is that the world banks wanted wanted everybody to have... Only electronic currency. So no, no more of this, you know, uh, physical money like the 15 bucks I got in my wallet right now. None of that. Because then if you disagreed with the current political system, they could just turn off your money. And, you know, if you've heard anything about uh, Patreon, MasterCard, PayPal, in some cases that's actually been done. Um. So again, I can see even more reluctance behind the whole, uh, <clears throat> anyways, there, there is still, I think that's another one of the things about the reluctance and I would say justified, especially now, uh, for switching completely to electronic currency is that suddenly that makes it very easy for certain people to suddenly cut off your financial access. Uh, And if some of that becomes politically motivated, which it should never be financial institutions, anything that deals with the transact with the handling of money in any way, shape or form should be completely free of any and all political bias. And, you know, a lot of people could scream at me for that saying, well, what if you fund a terrorist? Okay. 
You know, the thing is, why is that person a terrorist? Or why is that person uh, a member of some other anarchist group? Or why this? Like, and, and put it this way, if you cut off their money, do you think that's going to stop them? If anything, they're going to get more desperate and more savage. Yeah, Stephanie's also got a point, by the way. Uh, walk by a strong magnet and you lose everything. Um, no. No, well, and, the and thing I, is, there's a couple of pieces about that. Item one, yeah, the amount of magnetic power that would be necessary to wipe the magnetic stripe on a card from distance would be quite. Th there's a lot of power that would be involved for being able to do that. That's yep. item number one. Item number two, the RFID chips are not really going to be affected by that. And if they are, you would need a really, really, really strong piece uh, amongst other things. And, and item number three, worst, worst case scenario. And I can, I can, I can show this card because, because I, I don't have to worry about this card because there's no money attached to this card. This is an old, Oh shit. I forget how old this card was. <laughs> Uh, my, I still have, don't ask me why I, I, I can explain it, but I still have my wife's old shoppers club card from Wegmans slash Chase Pitkin. Gives you an idea. Hmm. Wegmans! Wegmans is cool. But once upon a time there, there's ago. There's actually, I, I found one close to me. Cool. Once upon a time ago, you used to put these into a machine with carbon paper. And you would pressure strap across it with a form and you would actually physically submit the forms to be paid. And there were two kinds of machines. You had the kind of machine where you put the card in and it had a roller that went like this yep. and you would have yeah, to the... move it back and forth. <laughs> yep. And then there was another one where it was bigger. Okay. You lay the form down, you lay the credit card down, you move this whole mechanism to cover the yep. whole front and then you pushed down on a bar, yep. which moved a roller. And that one, believe it or not, actually made a better impression. But the problem was, is because it was so big and because it was so heavy, oh, yeah. it was not as portable as the much smaller system mm -hmm. um, that most people my age or younger, if any of them have seen it, are familiar with. Because I used to carry one around when I was a... Um, basically for lack of another descriptor, a field service technician uh, where I'd go out in the field to people's homes or businesses and do work. And if they wanted to pay by credit card, we were not set up for anything like square payments or remote no. payments, any of the stuff that they have today. No, yeah. So I literally physical. would break out these sheets. I went to this one person's home and I was there to fix completely rework his network. He had foobarred the whole thing from the previous technician to come out. So he was paying us to come out, reset it up. But this time I took the time to not only save all the settings, but I made a, an illustrated walkthrough using just a, a you know paint and word that he had on his computer to make an illustrated guide of how to find that save file to restore from it if he ever lost his network settings again. If you ever went in, foobarred the whole mess. And I said, this does not account for adding new equipment. Yeah, you get the idea. And so when it came time to pay the bill, 
and he was going to pay by credit card, I whip out my little machine with the little roller and everything. He goes, oh, my God, I haven't seen one of those since I was a kid. And I was like, now you're seeing it again. (laughs) Now, the reason why I was mentioning about this is not because I was being condescending. Actually, seriously, because I know, well, there's some people that kind of wonder why do these things have the impression stuff on it that that it does is for exactly this reason. Can you lose your processing entirely if the electronic parts don't work anymore? No, no, fortunately, because there's, you know, secondary tertiary quadruple redundancy already built into the system because of long red tape. So am I worried that, you know, somebody's just going to set off an EMP and I'll never be able to use one of these cards again. No, no, yeah. I'd, I'd be more worried that the iron get pulled out of my blood first, but yeah. you know, we, we don't have to worry about our own individual pieces. The pieces that we really do have to worry about is at the delivery end at the financial institutions. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as we would like to think that, you know, nothing nothing bad can happen over there, they've been run on banks before, and they've been closed before, and they've been intentionally shuttered by the Fed for a while in order to stop a run on the banks, the savings and loans, once upon yeah. a time ago. But, like I said, I'm not saying it in order to be pedantic, exactly, or, or to be, you know, sound superior or nothing. It's just that there, there are pieces to worry about, and for right now, that's not one that we really do have to worry about. Fortunately, at yeah. least at this point. Yeah, but but again, like I said, um, and I think with a lot of these other services, like like PayPal and and other institutions that they're not banks, but they still handle financial transactions of different sorts. Um. I honestly think there should be some kind of regulation that says, look, it doesn't matter what a person's political stance is. It doesn't matter what, you know, what, what they say or what they do. And, and of course I speak a little bit of, you know, the U S cause you know, the whole first amendment thing, um, no financial institution. And, and, and the thing with PayPal is, is that it does hold money. It is, the equivalent of a bank account yep. because you have a PayPal account you, that you pay into that money is yours. And if they say, uh, no, screw you because you, you support this person, uh, we're not giving you access to it. Uh, no, that is my money. I have put it there or I have earned it. You have no right to keep it from me unless there's a criminal investigation going on. Of course, then you get into frozen assets, but and, that's a whole yeah. other kettle of fish. For some guy to say that, you know, to have a political statement and then suddenly lose the ability to make money because of that, that is very dangerous ground to walk on because what happens 10 years from now when that paradigm shifts and suddenly, yeah. And suddenly if you, now, if you think the way you think now and you're on the supposed right side of history, 10 years from now that flips and suddenly you're on the receiving end of it. Well, was that law really you know, how is that treating you? You know, and, and that's the short sightedness of, of people these days is staggering. 
So the folks once upon a time ago that didn't trust banks and put their money into their uh, mattress, maybe not so stupid sometimes. <sighs> Wait, until the house, you know, until the house fire or until, you know, your crazy uncle sells the mattress because he needs that 50 cents for the, or he, he needs that 10 bucks for the beer that he wants to buy at the pub that night. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, you, you just save everything in the loonies and toonies and just, you know, nobody will be able to move that mattress anyway at that point. Yeah, exactly. And and Stephanie, uh, PayPal is refusing to pay out a lot of money that is part of the Green Party, uh, the, that the Green Party raised. This is my point. PayPal should not have that right. Again, it, they, there, there has to be, if you're dealing with money, you cannot be political. I mean, if you want to make a statement, fine. But to then say, you know what, we're not going to pay it out because you voted green. No, screw you. You know, and I've, I've heard horror stories of people talking to customer service at PayPal, and apparently they are, uh, they were assholes. I don't know. I mean, I've never had a problem with them, but then again, I'm not the politically outspoken. Now you got me wondering what happens if, uh, what happens if uh, groups like the KKK want to use them? Well, that becomes an interesting question, Mark. Well, but does the KK is the KKK able to use the bank? Yeah. Is Al Qaeda able to use the bank? Is Antifa so able to the use thing. the bank? Well, here here's the part that police have a lot of problems with, and especially lawyers and courts and everything else is what is the money? What is the origin of the money? And then what is the destination of the money? If the origin of the money is legitimate, and the destination of the money is legitimate and not breaking any rules or laws, then it, it it goes from one place to another. But if the origin of the money is illegitimate, despite being used for legitimate purposes, there's breaking the rules and breaking the laws. Likewise, vice versa. If the source of the money is legitimate, but its use is illegitimate, there's laws being broken again, banking laws and and and, and all sorts of stuff. So the problem becomes... If you have this person, we'll say person A, Adam, is a neo-Nazi. Adam works for a living at an electronics store. And if there is an Adam working in an electronics store, I feel I apologize. I'm just using Adam because it's the first letter of the alphabet. Uh, no offense. Um, and makes his money every day uh, by going into, to work and being doing legitimate electronics work. At the end of the day, comes home pays his bills, yada, 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 has leftover money, just like the rest of us. In some cases, it's five bucks, maybe 500, who knows. Now, Adam sees an advertisement for somebody who's running for political office and wants to donate. Okay, this person isn't the nicest of people. This person has ties with the KKK, uh, but the ticket that they're running on is legitimate. This person is legitimately keeping all the... Um, all the funding, uh, transparent and everything else, and he donates to that person. It's all legitimate. Whether you like it or not, it's legitimate. On the other hand, if Adam takes that money and says, okay, this person over here is funding an organization that spreads hate speech and attacks people physically and hurts them, and you give your money and Adam gives some money to them, then we got a problem. 
And that's okay. the hard part where you are able to, and the other part of the other part that the hard part is, is people have the right to privacy. Where do you break that? That's why we have so many laws about needing warrants and a bunch of other shit, depending on what's going on. This is where it all starts to break down all these areas. Yeah. And again, okay, look, if you're under some, if there is probable cause to monitor someone for, you know, supposed like, criminal activity, then okay, you know, track their accounts or whatever and, and freeze as necessary. That's fine. But if, if you're going to, you know, let, let's say I contribute to someplace, you know, that, that is political and maybe for the first, you know, five or six years, it's, it's all legit. Everything's above board. But then, like you said, uh, tech about hate speech. So let's say one day my place that, that I've been, you know, giving to, which hasn't really done much, but suddenly the SPLC comes up and says, oh, they're hate mongers because reasons. Well, now suddenly I'm going to lose all my ability to, to access my funds because somebody else has now arbitrated that they are the enemy, even though maybe they've done nothing wrong, but it's because they just said, you know, oh, you know what, orange man, not that bad. And suddenly everybody just lost their shit. Like there's, as I said, if you're going to be on, look, if you're under criminal investigation, if the police are tracking you, then okay, fine. But a private citizen who is going to get, and I mean, this is first amendment. It sucks that it doesn't always work in everybody's favor, but this is the, that's the constitution. You know, and hate speech. Yeah, look, I, I, I agree. You know, if you're going to give it to a place that, you know, actively goes out and says, okay, these people are this way. I want you to go out and get them, which is, I believe that is the definition of hate speech. Anything that actually incites or explicitly incites a call to violence against somebody. Uh, I think that's the, the actual and the violence doesn't have to be physical. The violence no, can no, be no. psychological. It can be emotional. No, exactly. It could be a letter writing campaign to somebody's. Uh, place of business to tell them that, uh, oh yeah, are, do you want to be associated with people like this? And see, part of the problem is that in some cases they will identify those kinds of campaigns as hate speech, and other kind, other times they'll ignore it because of who's inciting it. Seriously. There have been, uh, for example, um, uh, what was it? it? Was on Twitter. Who who did it happen to? Um, was it Dark Matter? If I remember correctly, he said something, and a whole bunch of people started. When I, I think it was Dark Matter. Um, I could be wrong, but basically, there was an atheist on you on YouTube who had said something on Twitter that was factually accurate, but the religious right or the religious groups didn't like it. So they doxed them, and then they all started going, uh, writing letters and make, contacting his place of business, trying to get him fired. And um, it didn't work. I but think it, dark matter self-employed. <laughs> but Twitter wouldn't put a stop to it. You know, no. and it was just like, you know, what the hell, man? Yeah, Dorsey's in enough hot water these days as it is. Um. Okay, I'm actually going to go get a drink, so I'm wrapping this part up for myself. I'll be right back. 
Fair enough. Um, and Beth said, uh, uh, pre- talking about the previous discussion, asset forfeiture and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I've been keeping up on that stuff, too, in various states that it happens to here in the U.S., and it's it's getting ugly. Yeah, it's a way to have an income stream. Mm-hmm. Just take stuff. Yep. And and worse yet, they make sure that they do it in areas of high crime, so that they can say and that they're justified in doing it, re- regardless of the fact that they're actually. They're not. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm sorry. Uh, last time I checked, uh, nobody should just have stuff taken. They're. Oh, state of Tennessee used to be, I don't know if they still are, but they used to be really bad about that. They would look for cars that were from out of town, pull them over arbitrarily, and just take everything that they had on there, accuse them of running drugs, even though there was no proof. And any cash they had on them and jewelry, things like that, the cops just took it. Back in the days where the good old boys could get away with anything that they wanted, and that's changed a lot, but not nearly completely. But that's a whole other thing. Sorry for my mouth. I've got, I've got, I've been popping uh, the fisherman's friend like it's Pez. So mm. sorry about that. It's helping a bit. So that's 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 a good thing. So now we've had all, all this time to to kind of talk and. Let that all go down its its merry way for a little bit. Um, Bridget, uh, mm-hmm. I, I have to ask because you know you're you're one of the folks that I kind of worry about. So how 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 you been doing? What tonight? Just in, general. just in general. I mean, with the way everything has been, just hammering one thing after another after another. I mean, I know uh, you're going to end with you know fuck Pence. So you know, I that's, just that's, that's, I. That's, I I have to avoid the news as much as possible. It is too upsetting to me. Uh, the whole thing with the Kurds <laughs> is not setting well with me at all. Uh, I'm very pissed. Well, you're, uh, you're one of the folks that's still got, you know, some kind of military understanding under your belt compared to I, I, I do. And I just, I can't even, my even broke. I mean, I just. There's one guy I saw. Uh, who basically said th- publicly on uh, Twitter or whatever the hell it was that it's the first time that he's felt ashamed being in the military. Yeah, I saw that and I, I'm with him. Uh, you know, it just, it's horrified me to think that I used to be in the military and to see what they're doing with our military now. And there is no way if I was still in that I could ever, ever support Cheeto as my commander in chief. I just could not do it. And that's a requirement is you have to, you cannot say anything disparaging about him if you're active duty, but. But you're not now. I ha- I'm not now, but I have nothing good to say about that man at all. And I hope he and his whole family go to prison and rot under it. God, I hope you were talking about me. No, no, we're talking about Cheeto. <laughs> oh, yeah. And just any alliances that we had, he's destroyed. 
And yeah, we, we've proven ourselves now to be very untrustworthy. Yeah, his uh, his foreign policy, to say it leaves a little bit to be desired, is like the mother of all understatements. Yeah, he, I just, mean, he just throws them. He just throws everybody under the bus just for the hell of it. I yep. mean, just yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. Or I, I'm going to say this one and then come back to what I was really going to do. Um, I thought it was really funny where uh, the question was put to uh, Cittolini if Rudy Giuliani was still his personal lawyer and his answer was basically, uh, I think so, I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And Jesus. the question was put to Mr. Gi- Mr. Giuliani, who basically answered basically the same damn way. I, I don't know. I, I think so. I, I would guess. It's like I uh, this is this is this is not looking real good, but that's oh he uh, I I think I knew him a while back. He he might have brought me coffee or something, something like that. Um, yeah. the The piece that I was actually going to hit was I've actually seen um, I forgot what it said, but there is a picture that is now going around where some guy who looks to be in military fatigues do not know if they are current active service or whatever, but holding up an American flag with the message on it, spray painted. It looked like that basically, and, and I'm, I'm highly paraphrasing because I forgot what it said. Something yeah. on the order of that. Um, there is no amount of time that can wash away the, the, I, I forget exactly what it was, but some, something about, um, letting down our allies, uh, yeah. the, the, the shame of letting down our allies, something, something to that extent. But what was especially noticeable about it, and I don't think many people would actually remember this piece, and you might, he was holding the flag very specifically upside down. Mm-hmm. Not just upside down, but reversed. Would you be so kind? Uh, I'm assuming that you actually know what it means. Uh, That would be a signal of distress. Yep. That's one that I learned from, from being out by the water, a, and a national flag flown in an inverted position upside down is the international maritime signal for distress is recognized the world over how you can do that with the British flag. I don't know. (laughs) Turn sideways. (laughs) So it's elongated. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Actually, I I have to wonder about this and I I wish Chris was still on that. We could, I could ask him about this Uh, or, or maybe Stephanie can give us some insight. Um, and I know that this is this is purely satirical, and, and this is my cynic coming out. But uh, when would the British ever be in distress? You know, stiff upper stiff upper lip, and England shall prevail, and uh, all that jolly rot. What uh, France? Uh, seventeen late seventeen hundreds, France. Um, oh, th- that was just a dust up. <laughs> well, I mean, if they ever needed it, I guess I could take uh, their flag of George. Oh, here it is. 
And, and actually, yeah, I completely forgot about this. If you take a really hard look at the Union Jack, there there is some yeah. asymmetry to the to the design. Yeah, there is. Um, and I was going to say that, but Stephanie was right. Yes, different yeah. stripes are not the same width. Yeah, it's, but, it's but all I can think of you, you do have to. All I can think is that like you'd have to you'd have to be very very sharp to figure that one out. Maybe that's just it. Maybe maybe it was that that kind of subtlety to say, uh, oh. Everything is fine. Help us. You know, we're doing just great here. Call the police. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. But yeah, I mean, the, the fact that the fact that the guy was holding it with, with it being upside down, which means Mm -hmm. that the, the blue field of stars would normally speaking be at the, as you're looking at the flag, it would mm-hmm. nominally be top left if it's uh, if it's being held horizontally. He was specifically holding it upside down, so the stars were at the bottom, but again, reversed. So the stars were on the right side instead, where normally the flagpole should be on on the on the right side holding it up. So yeah, to say that this guy was absolutely putting out his personal feeling mm-hmm. on this whole thing it don't get any much more clear than that now if this person was active duty i can probably imagine that they would be jeopardizing their career oh yeah it could be court-martialed for that mm-hmm. and if they are post-active duty and wearing their fatigues i can well imagine they would probably not be viewed as favorably. I think that's illegal to do that. Actually. I think. But now see, now the problem is I don't remember if there was any identify identifying what would be the right term for it? Iconography, nomenclature, uh, patches or, or anything that would identify who they might be, what organization they might have been. So for all we know, it could have been somebody that went to an army Navy store and got the all set up and and did it themselves. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't have like your name tag and your patches and you know, all that on it, then I mean, it's not really truly a uniform. (laughs) If that makes any sense. No, it does. No, it does. You know, well, I, I can imagine that, you know, if you, when you watch, um, you know, movies that have military personnel, mm-hmm. I would imagine they, they have to get like some kind of permission from the military or some kind of authorization to actually use something that resembles uh, a genuine uniform. I think that would be different though. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I imagine if going out in public and misrepresenting yourself as an active duty person when you Oh, actually, impersonating active duty personnel, um, like if if I went out dressed up as a soldier, (laughs) uh, no, like, well, I mean, I've seen heavy machine gunners that look like me, so, you know, it's not that far-fetched. I'd rather rather see you dressed up as Alpha Flight, personally. That's just me. Okay, that look. is a that is a that is a comic book reference. Misrepresenting yourself out in public like that, though, that is yeah, illegal. But, but, 
And that, yeah, that can be brought up on, on charges. And as far as Alpha Flight, about the only thing I could be passed off as is a six foot tall version of Puck. All right. I would. Okay. There, there are a handful of people that actually get this reference that are now going to be going, wait a minute. What does Midsummer Night's Dream got to do with it? No, you don't know what we're talking about. No, not that Puck. Not that Puck. Leave, leave it at that. Leave it at that. Yeah. And right now, there's a bunch of people right now who are just like, shit, I'm weird. I got both of those references now. Wait, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> you're, you're one of us. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I'm trying really, really hard not to be coughing the microphone. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I... Honestly, I don't know how you bounce back from this. Like... My biggest worry is that, you know, the U.S. is going to tick off one of those places where you've got a military base, like, you know, Ramstein, Ramstein Air Force Base or mm-hmm. the base in Japan. And people are going to, let's just say, serve a form of eviction notice via, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, I don't know, Molotov cocktail, black market weaponry, uh Really, really bad PR. Modified drones. Uh, do we do we still have bases in Turkey? I know we used to. I don't know. We had Air Force Base there. Yeah, that's a, but that's a really good question. Yeah, and you know, okay. When the wars were going on, things like Afghanistan, Iraq. Uh, God, those are the only ones I can really think of at this point. That's there, there's yeah, but there's always been a call to bring the troops home. I re- I remember this. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't be there. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that. And here now is you've got a guy who, and this is one of the reasons why I have a problem with certain government, uh, certain government parties up here is that he just went okay, let's go and do it. You know, let, let's let, let's shut it down. Let, let's get it on. And okay, so the the short sighted, you know, the short term thing is okay. We've accomplished the goal. We're going to get the troops home. Although I think they got redeployed somewhere. I think they're going to Syria or something. Or no, where are they going? Actually, right now they're being mercenaries for Saudi Arabia. Last I heard. Okay, fair enough. Um, for some money. Yeah, but but the thing is, they they got themselves into this mess. And now they're trying to, you know, they're pulling out of it with, you know, this, the whole stroke of a pen, like, get out of there. But they haven't done enough to, you know, fortify it so that the the people they were sent in there to get rid of, they're going to come back now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fear that they're going to come back and you're going to be right back where you started. Yep. And it just shows that there's... When you do something like that, uh, you know, on the political level, when you're when you're that snap quick with your judgments, the fallout is always bad. Mm-hmm. On a much more subtle level, and I will never forget or forgive this one. Um, there was a political party in the province I lived in, and what they said they were going to do is, and this is when our new goods and services tax just came out. 
it was a 7% tax over top of a provincial tax, sales tax on certain items. And this particular government, uh, they already had 7% tax on goods already for provincial. And now there was going to be this 7%, uh, what we call the GST on top of that. So things got really expensive really fast. At least that was the fear. So these guys rolled in with the platform that, okay, you know what? We're going to scrap the provincial sales tax on these particular items uh, so that, you know, you can keep more money in your pockets. They won. And the day after they won, they enacted the change. Six months later, they had to increase the provincial sales tax on the other items to 8% to make up for that short-sighted shortfall that they got as a result. And to this day, that, I mean, I got to give them credit. They had balls when they did it. But the result of that was they, they weren't thinking long-term enough. There, there wasn't enough pragmatism in their decision to realize, okay, you know what? If we do this now, we are boned six months from now. All they cared about was we're going to get in the office and uh, we'll take care of it after that, which they never did. I don't think they've won. I don't think they've won in that province since. Yeah, there's a couple pieces about that to me, which is uh, what kind of what kind of uh, uh, financial uh, experts did they have, and what did they say was going to happen with the models that they had? Did the models say that everything was going to be right? Well, if they follow through with the models that panned out incorrectly, well you can't exactly completely blame them if you got if you got data that doesn't comport you know you 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 went with what seemed to have worked but that's of course going on the idea that you know maybe they were following with that um and there's uh, there's another piece about this and uh and we got to we don't have very much longer to go uh another piece about this is that from what i've understood and I, I don't have anything to back this one up other than I've seen a lot of videos the last couple of days because, you know, timing for me. Um, the way that things have played out since the shutdown of the military up with protecting the area for the Kurds and pulling back and pulling out the way that things seem to have kind of layered on top of each other would lend one to believe that this was a little bit more coordinated than just off the cuff, which is another piece that is rather chilling amongst other things. So again, it's another one of these things we got to kind of wait and see how the journalism plays out and we find out all the other pieces uh, being that we're getting, you know, really, really close to end time, uh, Joseph, we haven't really had the chance of, of hearing much from you. So I wanted to, you know, follow through with everything and, you know, how you've been doing, man. I know that you've got your microphone off now, which is a little disconcerting. <laughs> now it kind of hangs me out to. Well, last I saw from him was uh, he, he had a, a pee emergency, and yeah. all I'm thinking now is that 
Maybe he fell in. The instructions for his uh, European toilet were too complicated. Apparently, he got his dick stuck in the electric socket. Okay, either <laughs> that, either that, or he had a really, really big. Dude, you have no idea how much after we went to Japan, how much we wanted to have Japanese toilets here in the house. Well, I can imagine. I've read region. up on some of the things that they've oh, got going right. on over in Japan, and uh, my significant other spent uh, some time in Japan, so I've got an interesting lesson on things to expect because one of the things that's on my to-do list, my bucket list is to start at one of two points of Japan, one end or the other, and then following a random zigzagging path all the way to the other end, stopping to eat ramen, lots and different kinds of ramen all along the way. I can't because I am a ramen-holic. I love ramen. I... And not just that easy shit in the packages. I mean, like, real, a nice, big broth, the properly made egg, the whole nine yards. There was a place that we went to <laughs> after we went with the family to uh, uh, to uh, Fujiyama. And they took us afterwards to a... I forget exactly what type of place it was, but it wasn't your typical restaurant. It was basically the equivalent. Okay. The equivalent of, um, I believe a, a, a native American longhouse. Mm-hmm. And it was just rows of benches, almost as if it were like, you know, picnic table benches, that, that kind of seating. And everybody sat, long hallways, and you had your choice of various different bowls of soup that were somewhere between soup and stew, Mm -hmm. and it was all on the walls as you looked around. And I forgot how old these were. I vaguely remember 5,000-year-old recipes. So, I don't know, quite that old, but old. they were they were very old recipes, and oh, it was there was I couldn't tell you where it was. I couldn't tell you if the place exists anymore, but that was good. After, granted, we didn't walk all the way up to the top of Mount Fuji, but that was good. It was worthwhile. Uh, if you're gonna do it, I would actually recommend starting in the starting in the north. And making your way down to the south because when you get to That's the south, what I was thinking about. when you get to the south, you can go to the uh, the hot springs at Ibuski, and and be in the volcanic, um, uh, in in the volcanic sand, and come away yeah. with a picture and in a in a. Maya also told me about the onsens and other such things that are available and how truly relaxing and an enjoyable an experience it can be. And we don't really have anything in the U S that's comparable, so to speak. No, we don't. No. No. You know what? I'm going to, maybe there's a, maybe there's an easy way of getting, uh, Joseph's attention. This is, I'm, I'm probably going to piss off a, a good, you know how to get of Joseph's the... detention. The Germans are coming. No, no, no. <laughs> are you there? Joseph, oh, 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 oh. dude, that's a low blow. God, and uh, why do people hate Americans? 
See, why, why do people hate Americans? Uh, exhibit A, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can, I can, uh, I can, I can, I can make it dance. Yeah. Well, actually, wait a second. I can uh, blow my nose first because that'll. that'll well, uh, when yeah. I was up in Toronto, joking there, and somewhere. hanging out with uh, Samantha, I was the weird cousin from Alberta. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how to take that. Now, now, grant you, uh, now, grant you, I'm I'm not Alberta born, so there is a difference. No, like I, I am not, um, I'm not Alberta born. I was born in Manitoba, which is, uh, well, that's the province that's next door to Ontario. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that uh, you know our sensibilities are any different because we're still considered part of the Prairie provinces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing is, I was. Where I lived was far enough north that there was the only agriculture that was even considered was probably hydroponics. But mm. you know that's another story entirely. Uh, no, I grew up in a mining town, so. But yeah, there is still. It was not an insult towards you. Was, there was no way in hell I was claiming to be American. Just no. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. In, in that case, yeah. all right. I'll give you that one, and largely because. I'll say this for, for a lot of people who live in the, in the GTA, the greater Toronto area, mm-hmm. it's like mega city one. Yeah. The second you get to the outskirts of Toronto, everything else is the cursed earth. <laughs> and, and if you go out there, it's your last walk and you were there to bring law to the lawless. You know, honestly, there, there are people that, yeah, they think out here, we're just a bunch of, you know, straw chewing George Bush, Donald Trump, love and rednecks. You know, but enough about Edmonton. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But but no, I mean, yes, things are a little more eh, right of center here than than Mm -hmm. others I've seen. Um, We are an energy province, you know, Uh, oil is kind of what we do, although we do it a heck of a lot differently than what you'd see, say, down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've got our pumps. Yes, we've got our derricks, but most of our stuff is oil sands, mm-hmm. which is an absolute bitch to extract. Yeah. There, there have been technological advances made uh, that have fairly, um, you know, fairly other extensive benefits, but they were designed strictly for the extraction of oil from the oil sands and. I've done a little bit more digging because uh, old Barack and me, we had a bit of a disagreement on this about what they call dirty oil. Uh, because, you know, oil coming out of a, out of a derrick or out of a big pump, you know, is, is much cleaner than, you know, our oil. But I did come to find out that um, now I, I need to do a little bit more research on this, but even after we've extracted it the way we do, it's still pretty sludgy. Mm-hmm. And to get it down through a pipeline, it has to be treated with a particular chemical, a very, a very not so nice chemical. And I think that's maybe where the whole dirty oil thing comes from. So I, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, uh, if you think about, um, you know, 20 some odd years, no, 30 some odd years ago, well, the oil sands were just being started to be uh, exploited. 
I hate using that term. A lot of, a lot of things have happened now. Nowadays, we don't have to strip mine it. Cause like, that's what this stuff is. It's not even liquid when we first see it. It's a, it's like coal. It's like a mm-hmm. solid, but now they have, um, uh, articulated drilling systems. I almost wanted to say prehensile because you can actually guide them. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I know. <laughs> but, but they can be guided, not just straight down, but they can curve and, and the like. And one, one of the drills will fire superheated water into the substrata and basically liquefy the oil so that the other one can pick it up, like collect it, but it's all underground drilling. It's like there, there's no disturbance Hmm. on the surface. That kind of stuff didn't exist until maybe, you know, 10 years ago. Remember shell oil was working on something like that. Um, when they came up with the idea of a telescopic drill uh, that could be guided via computer to, you know, okay, look, you know, we're, we're here, but now let's, let's go down 500 feet, turn right and go that way. And we'll hit the oil bed. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all about innovation and, you know, to, to borrow a thing from, uh, from your buddy, from your, the, the guest we had there a while back, uh, the guy from New Zealand, I'm sorry, I'm so bad with names. I think it's senility creeping in. Uh, but the guy from nature bats last. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can come up with all the alternatives and stuff that we want, but to make the things, to make those devices, to give us the alternative energy, we still need the other stuff to manufacture because that's where a lot of it comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, me- metal does not come. <laughs> there is no giant metal fairy squeezing ingots out of their butts. <laughs> and, um, Just you know, pla- and, and plastics is a petro is a petrochemical byproduct, mm-hmm. you know? So, Unless there's a way to organically grow this stuff, we're still inexorably tied to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that the best thing we can do is just find ways to get the stuff without having to tear up huge amounts of the earth to get it, but then to use it a little bit more wisely, you know? I mean, I, I'm all for recycling, you know, let, let's, let's put more energy into that or hell the, the, the stuff we can't, the, the stuff we can't recycle. Uh, what, what country is it? They have incinerators and the heat from those incinerators powers turbines. They do that you in Japan. They separate their, their, uh, their, their, um, the trash exactly that way. Stuff gets recycled. Stuff is for incineration. Japan also has a, a, a very good culture of instilling, uh, keeping things clean, picking up after yourself, making you know, and to be self. That that is the key. Yes, yeah. I've said it before. We don't teach it's, that here in the U.S. It's culture. Yes. You know. Okay, we went all over the board today. Uh, I, <laughs> yep. Uh, it's a good thing I was sober. 
I'm glad one of us was. Well, no, because if, if I was drunk, I'd have gone on rants. <laughs> yeah, it's entirely possible. Hmm. Well, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go ahead and um, wrap up at this point. And folks might realize I was very hands off tonight. I didn't really realize it until a little bit later, and I suddenly realized, oh yeah. I can't imagine why that might be. Oh, right. I'm not exactly completely on 100% right now. So it is what it is. So um, I will try one more time. Joseph, I see that you are no longer muted. I tried to get you before. Are you actually there? I actually am. Oh. I'm sorry. I had a bit of an emergency. No, that's... Ah. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I, I, was, I was hoping to be able to get you because we're, you know, we're... Almost, you know, almost. Com- well, we are actually out of time, but you know, I was trying to get I you missed, before you were there, and I'm sorry. I, mi- I missed some philosophical, philosophical Nah, just just me carrying on with my usual BS. Oh, yes, Dallin. Did you try sorry to bullshit this week? Yes, I did. <laughs> well. Welcome to my trade. When you have a server emergency, you have to deal with it. it. I completely uh, understand. No, I got you, you on that one. <sighs> got you on that one. But I had to make sure that it was back up before my client wakes up in yeah. an Perf- hour. Perfectly. I need, you to fi- I need you to fix my server, but the internet's down. Can you remote in? Actually, what, they're going to. The- <laughs> they're not even going to notice that anything happened. Excellent. That's the best. I don't like this trade so much because as long as everything's working, no love at all. But as long as something goes wrong, as soon as something goes wrong, it's fix it right now. And it's your fault because last. <laughs> yep. that's why I got out of that business. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to since five years now. Fair enough. Um, part of what I was, um, smiling and, and, uh, trying not to laugh about, by the way, uh, Dallin was that, uh, Oh, two things. One, I did pull up, um, the weather for Yellowknife cause it's almost that time again. They're at hovering at three right now. Okay. And next couple of days are going to be at negative three. So, you know, about seasonal. Mm-hmm. Fahrenheit? No, no Celsius. <laughs> we have an international audience. We use like real measurement systems here. Oh, good. Wow. How progressive. Well, the only that's reason... huge. And I think, he, I think he's the only American that uses. Uh, no, I mean, part of the reason why we didn't convert over here in 1980 is because Congress got their stick up their ass and said, no, we're not going to give you any more money. You stupid peanut farmer. We're not going to convert everybody over. It's bad enough. You got, Solar cells on top of the White House. We're going to get rid of that as soon as we've got a Republican in office. Oh, thank you, Ronnie. Go ahead and take those down. Huh. Yeah, for anybody that knows anything about American history in, in 1980, yeah, that's not at all far off from the truth. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, the other thing was that was uh, making me smile uh, Dallin, is that uh, you know how I was saying that uh, I, I want to be able to introduce you many times over in the in the upcoming days? I, I pulled mm-hmm. up the map of Calgary and I just suddenly realized, oh, 
Wow. Um, so joining us tonight from uh, just outside of Balzac. <laughs> you know, I, I I I can't say anything because I, I I literally grew up two towns over from Hicksville, New York. So. <laughs> <clears throat> and hey, there 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 is a dildo Newfoundland, so <laughs> Yeah. You know, the, the 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 fact that, you know, we, we got a place up here named Balzac, but it's spelt with a Z. Uh, okay, not uh, not too crazy. No. Well, we used to have common. a place, when it, well, when I used to live in Arkansas, called Toad Suck. That's fine. There was, uh, there was also, oh, where is it now? How How far out was it? I'm pretty sure I saw... I can't find it on my map at the moment, but I'm pretty sure I all. Yep, there it is. From uh, from somewhere just outside of Vulcan. Yes, mm. apparently out out your way somewhere about oh, there is there is Vulcan. Oh yeah, no, you're right. And actually, uh, uh, trust me, your your mic gave out there. Oh uh, yeah, just all all the trekkies show up there. Yeah, well, you know, I, I can't say anything because we've got uh, Romulus, New York, out here. So, yes. <laughs> don't laugh, man. Military base out that way, or it used to be. Well, there's a place in near. It's off of Hudson's Bay, in Canada. It's called Go Home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. We'll have to keep that in mind. So, there you go. Uh, TTTF uh, thirty-three. Freedom units there, you know that's 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 all well and good. So that's that's almost one Celsius, almost. Yeah, Vulcan is about an hour and twenty minutes. That's fine. That's fine. There's also Cochrane, but that's a Cochrane, not Ring. It's different. Spelled different. Uh, well, okay. If if, if Giuseppe from from uh, Falcon Ridge is uh, saying it, it is Cochrane. Yeah. But that's another story entirely. <laughs> uh TDTF, are you sure it's not mother of all balloons? Okay, item last. Nope. Moab and Utah. I've, I've heard of that place. Item last. Um and Dallin, I don't know if you know this one. Mm-hmm. From Calgary, northeast, there is apparently on my map a town called and I shit you not Acme. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I've actually uh, I got a, I got a friend who's got a ranch up around. No shit. Yeah, straight up. Well, uh, up and to the right, actually. On the on the that's funny as hell. Okay, that just tripped a memory of Tiny Toon Adventures, where they did uh, a parody of Citizen Kane, where Mont Monty or Max or whatever the rich kid's name was kept screaming Acme, 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 and. They were playing it off like, you know, Rosebud. And yeah. They, and at the end of the cartoon, is actually going, no, I'm screaming acne. I've got acne. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> that was hilarious. It's, it's, it's mm. the little things, people. Oh, Beth. Uh, accident, Maryland. Anus, France. Uh, Joseph, do you would you care to comment? I had nothing to do with it. Oh, I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think any context is necessary, and I don't speak a lick of French. So I, I, I don't. I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to know what you just said. Hmm. Well, on podium, see, we can also say "trou de balle," which means basically "bullet hole." <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> Damn. Mm. I, I when your sperm count is too high. Bullet hole. I'm Whoosh. not. I'm not gonna. No. Yeah. We need to. We need to close up shop. Yeah. <laughs> We're having too much fun. Yeah. Captain, because, I uh, don't understand the logic of putting reproductive fluids into the digestive system. Some people like it. Um. You know what? You know what? I, I'm. <laughs> On advice of counsel, I'm going to shut my face on what I was about to say, because I will get myself into so much trouble, it's not even funny. Good and, idea. And, 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 as somebody who's interacted with me for a very, very long time on a weekly basis, Dallin will be able to vouch for me on this one, that if I said it's probably a good idea for me to shut the fuck up, it's probably a really good idea oh, for good me idea. to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, just I, I will agree with that one 100%. I just wanted to end on the Star Trek scene we started with. So. Okay. <sighs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I will I will give people this much to 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 think about, although it will not help in any way, shape, or form. Half a liter. Elephant produces? I We'll give no other context than that, considering that there have been many listings of various different fluid quantities for various different things. There is something that went through my head, 500 milliliters, half a liter. What it was that I was thinking of, you may or may not find out one day. Probably not, at least not for me, because on advice of counsel... I've already gone ahead and had my counselor kind of go, serious, why? You don't pay me enough for this. Because um, I actually don't have a, I actually don't have a lawyer, so I'm not paying anybody. Does this have anything cheap. to do with elephants? So thank you all for joining us tonight. We hope you had <laughs> a good. Doesn't have anything to do with Ezekiel twenty three twenty, does it? We hope that you found something worthwhile in all our perspectives. And- <laughs> I'm just going to keep adding to the fisherman's And on that note, I, I just watched a movie called uh, gonna, The Death of Long Dick. Or Dick Long, sorry. It doesn't make too much of a difference. Ladies, please back me up on this one, so to speak. Girth. It's all about the girth, right? It's, it's all about the girth. Um, uh, that's what the moil says when they accidentally cut off too much. Okay, we're not going there. Okay, we're not going there. And if you're wondering why, why I sound like this, is because I got three fishermen's friend in my face right now because I want to be able to get to sleep tonight. Yeah. Mm, fair enough. We're not fisherman's gonna, we're not gonna... friend. I got to look that one up. Fisherman's friend. See, it looks just like that. I know it's backwards for you. I don't care. It's That's forward, the image that just It's forward yeah. for everybody else. That's the yeah. part. So, oh, it's got a Wikipedia entry. Of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> Tech. Tech, it is the cough drop from hell. <laughs> and it Why? Works. Because it's menthol and eucalyptus? Oh, dude. Pretty much. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. 
this is like the closest you can get before you get to the Schwarzschild radius and the thing just black holes in your face. Yeah, this is a, uh, this is the, um, if Buckley's made a lozenge, it would taste better than this. Yep. And, uh, Beth, I didn't know you were, oh, oh, I misread oh, that. I this. thought it said wait, Lebanese. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Check this out. We- uh, according to the Wikipedia entry. Um, the original paper packets later became foil lined and packaged in a cardboard carton. In some locales, the standard 25 gram paper dash foil packs are replaced by collectible tins, which can sometimes be redeemed from the manufacturer in exchange for a certain number of the paper foil packs as part of promotional events. Huh. That's actually kind of cool. That is. And and speaking of the paper packs, that's exactly what I've got right here. So They also come in sugar-free. Yes. If you didn't think they could taste any worse, yeah, they found a way. You know yeah, what? they use sorbitol and aspartame. You know, at this point, truth be told, I don't think I'd be able to tell the difference because I don't taste anything sweet whatsoever in this stuff. All no. I taste right now is the air going through my cheeks because here's, here's, <laughs> here's the funny part. The regular version has aniseed. It, 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 it just has a couple. Uh, the gold pack has aniseed. Just has a couple ingredients. The sugar-free version, boom, <laughs> mile <laughs> long. Yeah, it's the periodic table. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll have to get some sometime. So let me try this again. Take four. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to put your dick in it. You... <laughs> Are we coming back to girth again? <laughs> and why am I imagining trying to shove a frying pan into a golf hole? Oh, you know what? Fine. You see, you see these? You see these drumsticks? Here. Hear this? I still remember I how to do it. I still remember. I so I don't need the now, blindfold. You're welcome. <laughs> you don't. Need we're just going to go ahead. We're just we're just going to go ahead and get out of here now because um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm well past. Uh, I'm I'm well past my crispy date right now. Um, <coughs> I I told Dallin last night that I have been back to DJing this week, and instead of doing two hour sets, I've been limiting myself to ninety minutes to try to at least do shows, but you know, not not really push myself. Mm-hmm. I think I've gone a little overboard tonight because just how late it is. Joy. Yeah. So thank you all for being with us tonight. Hope that you had. Uh, I hope that you had fun. Never mind any of the other stuff tonight, because tonight we just needed a, a chance to really just check on each other and just make sure that we're okay, because that's that's really what it came down to tonight. And uh, I'm sorry about the end, but you know I had a lot of uh, catch up derailing. No, no, dude, <laughs> it's you. You have things that end up having to do. Real life always comes first. Don't worry about it. There will always be a next week. Which, by the way, I'll tell you about that in a moment. Oh, um, Joseph, yeah. glad you're able to make topic it. now. Uh, as a matter of fact, I may be able to, but we'll get to that in a second. Thank you for joining. Well, you have a good morning. Yes, okay. I'll, I'll get I'll get to that. Thank you 
for your time. You have a you you enjoy your coffee this morning. I will. I don't Thank think you. you've got too much of a choice in the matter, really, do you? Good no. thing you didn't get one of those gay lattes. Later, later mm. we did we'll do with that later. Yeah. Tech, you yeah, you had yourself a, a a good morning. Uh, sleep well because I, I, think I that, yeah I may eventually get to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh God, TD. Oh, um. So if you don't oh, fall asleep on air, you're up all night. It could be. Yeah. Could be. T- I didn't fall asleep this time. Yay! Yay. And by the way, TDTF. <laughs> ding 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 ding! Top of morning. <laughs> for anybody, for anybody uh, looking at the at the. Oh my god! If I just woke up the little one. Oh, f- uh, I'm an idiot. I'm a freaking moron. I still have the office door open. Shit! I should have done it. That's I okay. Just slip the little one to twenty. Say here, go back to bed. Uh, it's going to be a green. If they, if they ask, go. You know, hey, look, it was just a test to see whether or not you you would wake up in the event of a break break in. Dude, it's bad enough that he doesn't really wake up too much when the smoke alarms go off because of bad batteries. It's a whole other. Bridget, dude, I slept through this. You you you've slept through shows. You know what? Fuck off, <laughs> Bridget. Thank yes, you. I have slept through shows. You, I am you, not a proud of it. You have you have a good morning. Thank you very much. Thank you. you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there mm-hmm. is there anything that you'd like to say before you go away? Uh, well, if you want to find me out there, you can send me a friend request <clears> on Facebook, Bridget Fitch. Or check out my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com or drop by the trailer park on Monday night at uh, 8.30. Is that 8.30 Eastern? Yeah. Or is it 9.30? <laughs> yeah. I think Beth is going to go ahead and give you the right time frame. Yeah. Um, yeah. What time is it? Uh, 8.30 my time. So 9.30 Eastern. And uh, see what we're going to be up to on the tra- beyond the trailer park. There it is, nine thirty, nine thirty Eastern. So there you go. Cool. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, and two other things. Um, uh, what about Mike Pence? Fuck Mike Pence. Okay, uh, that's kind of our mantra. And um, I know I'm going to be a rad, rad bastard for saying this, but um, Russia's never coming back on tour. <laughs> I know. That makes me so sad. Yeah, but Leonid and friends are coming to Pittsburgh, so I'm still thinking about that. I don't, I don't know. We'll deal with that later. Um, Dallin? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've got a couple of things to tell folks about, don't we? Yes, apparently, uh, because well, Susan's going to be doing... Hmm? Do, do the normal stuff first. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm, the, I'm still... Last I checked, the the curator of the audio version of this show over at holycrowdthevlogcast.com. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, and if, you know, I happen to have a few thoughts that, you know, maybe don't make it onto the show or just, you know, wild conscious streams, you can catch that over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Now, as was mentioned, yes, uh, next week is going to be a little bit of a, well, I'm not going to be home. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. I'm going to be DJing for somebody's 
wedding, uh, of which I've even got the. I got the. And I, I won't the, be here I next the, weekend I thing, either. I got the thing right here because I I booked a I booked a hotel room for the for the night because I ain't driving down there doing a DJ thing and then driving back because it's four hours down and then four hours back and I'm not no no so uh, yeah next week um, Dallas going to be uh, handling stuff again now as far as to how this is going to play out normally I try to get a, a show pretty well lined up before the day of uh, that doesn't always work that way sorry so um do you have a suggestion on a topic that you would like us to be covering next week joseph oh yeah major <laughs> when it's suddenly on your neck now isn't it i'm on the spot <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> the guy who comes into the chat all the time saying, hey, what's tonight's topic? Is, yeah, told to make the topic. Okay, fine. Uh, it's your topic. Um, all about me. No. Uh, please, no. Nothing off the top of my head. Um, you know, I've always got this long-standing OV to reframe religious discussions in a more human behavior way, but I don't know if that's a little too um, in-depth. Well, we've got a couple of days. We tend to have these discussions using the language and context dictated to us by religion. Hmm. Um, How about this? Humans... um, relying on other humans for survival or the believer mentality. How's that to simplify? So you have to come up with a topic and a catchphrase. (laughs) Well, how about it? When we get off the, when, when we, when we close up the stream, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit. I'll get the, uh, I'll get the information together and we'll see about getting this, set up and available earlier than, you know, Saturday so that uh, things will work. And besides, Dallin actually knows what he's doing right now. So that's, that's, that's a good sign right there. Yeah. He's passed his trial of fire. Yes, he did. <laughs> and did a good job of it. Yeah. Which means now if I screw it's an idiot. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've I've got a I've got a I've got a thing from um, Math, one of Matthew Ebel's uh, records in my head. Still an idiot. <laughs> there's there's like nobody that gets that reference. Um, trust me, uh, it, it's a it's a good reference. It's actually a funny reference. Uh, High orbit saves the pandas. Um, yeah, it's a that's a uh, some. Somebody write down that uh, that I need to put uh, high orbit saves the pandas, and I'll put that in the show notes for everybody. Anyway, we why not all bears save save the bears? There's there's a reason. They're not bears. There's a side group that's called shave the bears, but anyway, that's that's shave the whales, and that was Dilbert, and that's a whole other thing for later. We need to go. <laughs> Remember, we're not one to kink shame here. <laughs> that I will. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why? Because I have no shame myself. So I get All to right, go ahead and poke at everybody here. else. Let's do that. So uh, as always, thank you very much for being with us. Sorry it took a little bit longer than normal. I hope to be in much better shape two weeks from now. I damn well better be. either that or I'll be in I'll be in an iron lung with with pneumonia so you know it's, it's all good one way or the other it'll force its way out but otherwise until that point we will talk to you all again soon it's gonna be one of those nights man so until next time as always I wish you all the peace I no longer have I wish you the strength that I've learned I wish you well Visit us over at holycraptheblogcast.com for all the stuff and the phone number, and I don't care that I'm not giving you all the right stuff in what order it's supposed to be, so I don't give a shit. But until next time, my lady, Matere Fujin, I love you and I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.